Hello, darling. How are you this fine Memorial Day weekend? I'm wonderful now that I get to talk to you and we get to swap spooky stories. Likewise, because it is True Listener Tales episode. But before we get into that, how how's your Memorial Day weekend going? It's going well. I ran some errands today, saw some Civil War soldiers on the way, because, you know... Civil War? They were reenactors, obviously. I don't think they were ghosts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's preface that. I, you never know with this podcast. Could have been. You never know. That's true. Yeah. A couple Civil War reenactors. Union, because we're in New York. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Again, needed that... that uh, the clarification. That clarification. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and like full regalia, just like walking around in my neighborhood. And I was like, oh, all right. Huh. Interesting. I know. That was a nice, nice surprise. How about your Memorial Day weekend? It's been going well. I have did a lot of grown-up annoying things like laundry and cleaning and, and uh, decluttering, which is uh, very necessary. And I'm glad that I finally had time to do it. So it's very exciting. So satisfying. Oh, yeah, totally. And just like. Yeah, when you walk into your apartment, especially since I usually walk in around two in the morning and it's not a shit show, oh, that's such a lovely feeling. It's the best when you're like, okay, my house is in order. This is nice. Exactly. But I I did also work, well, obviously I've worked since we last spoke, but for those who are unaware, the week leading up to Memorial Day is known as Fleet Week. Yeah. Because that's when all the sailors, all the Navy men and and some uh, Marines, I believe, you know, dock in New York for a week. And so you just see them everywhere and they go to a lot of bars because a lot of people buy them drinks and are like, thank you for your service. And this lovely guy came in, James, shout out if you're listening, cause you, you did download, you did subscribe to the pod. It was totally lovely and had nothing but lovely things to say about his wonderful wife and daughter. Aww. And it was very cool meeting you. So I asked him if he'd ever been to Cadena Air Base. <gasps> oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Tell me everything. And he had, because he wouldn't bring this up if he hadn't. And he had, he's, he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I've gone a few times. And I was like, oh, so I heard that this is like supposed to be one of the most haunted spots. And he's like, oh yeah, absolutely. <gasps> and I was like, wait, what? And he's like, I haven't had any experiences, but like, it's a very known fact that it's haunted as fuck. I love that so much. Like when they're just like, oh yeah, no, it's like common knowledge. Of course it's haunted. <laughs> what, what are you silly? Like don't, <laughs> obviously. I mean, yeah, he was like, yeah, totally. It's totally haunted. So the Navy man told me himself and he was like, like pretty high ranking. So I believe him. That's like verified. Yes, correct. Absolutely it is. Yeah. I believe this man a hundred percent. Yeah. <gasps> yes. He it, he just, again, was just so matter of fact. But he's like, oh yeah, totally. It's totally fucking haunted. And I trust James with my life and a lot of other shit. So if he says it's haunted, it's fucking haunted, guys. It's fucking haunted for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. No one can see my face, but I'm like giddy after that information. <laughs> it would have been slightly improved if he had seen a samurai ghost. For sure. But I will take it's just matter-of-factly haunted because I'm here for it. Exactly. Damn. Yeah. So came directly from James's mouth. I trust him. He's a cool dude. It was so great meeting you and safe travels. And I hope to meet you again soon. That's awesome. Yeah. I hope he comes back. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. 
to give us more details on all these haunted military bases. Yes. Oh my God. I know. I know. So long weekend, not that weekends really mean much to me, but I had more days off in a row than I normally do. I got completely disoriented with the days. So if there was a new episode of Barry last night, I didn't watch it (gasps) because I forgot what day it is. That's okay. (laughs) I did too. And I didn't watch Barry this week either. So we're actually, we're good. We're on the same page. I have that to look forward to. Perfect. Amazing. I like remembered this morning. I was like, oh yeah, no, yesterday was Sunday. So there's a new Barry that I just didn't watch. Yeah. No, I remembered literally right after we started recording. I was like, oh yeah, if we're recording today, it means Barry already happened and I didn't watch it. (laughs) And Amy's probably going to bring it up knowing her. Yes. Well, it, it is our thing. So our thing, yes. One of us is going to bring it up. <laughs> I have, however, seen the first episode and a half of Stranger Things. <gasps> I forgot a new season that came out. Fuck, how was that? It's so fucking good. <gasps> Again, I'm only an episode and a half in. It's much darker. Ooh. If that's possible. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I love Dacre Montgomery, who played Billy in the last couple seasons. Yes. And the fact that he wasn't coming back for plot point reasons, was very devastating to me because I thought Dacre did an incredible job with that role. Yeah. However, I'm going to shout out the new standout because Carmen Cuba, the casting director, knows what the fuck time it is. Joseph Quinn, who plays Eddie, is fucking phenomenal and a scene stealer in every fucking scene he's been in. And I've only seen him in like three scenes. Okay. All right. Damn, I got to get on this. He's phenomenal, like so good. And he's one of those, like, like a Dacre Montgomery of like, where the fuck did you come from? Yeah. So I'm really excited for where his character goes and honestly, where his career goes after this, because he's going to fucking skyrocket. If like, if the first episode is any, any indication of, you know, what, what he has in store, there's going to be a lot of really cool shit happening for him in his career. So I'm and in the trajectory of the show. So I'm really fucking jazzed about it. That's awesome. Would I know him from anything else or no? No, I looked and I was like, I don't know who the fuck this person is. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. No, I love that. I love when it's like an unknown person who's just all of a sudden steals the scene, as you said. Oh, absolutely. Like the first scene, it's like, you have my attention, sir. <laughs> I'm here. I'm present. Continue. I'm here. The, the phone has been put away, which you can't, you can't be on your phone and watch Stranger Things. There's so much fucking shit happening. But everyone else is phenomenal as usual. Also shout out to Brett Gelman, who plays Murray Bauman. Okay. Like investigative, like guy. I don't know. Like he was the one with, who was hanging out with Alexi in the last season. Yes, yes, yes. I know who you're talking about. He's great. Yeah. I really enjoy him. He's fucking great. He's still fucking great. Everyone's nailing it. Everyone's doing a great job. It's fucking great. I'm only, again, an episode and a half. Because apparently, they're not doing a full season dump as they usually do. They split it up. Wait, what? No. I know. So the first half of the season is out now. The second half is dropping in July. Those teasing bastards. They knew we wanted it. They knew. <laughs> and they were like, I'm so fucking It's been like three years. Yeah. They're like, we could give them to them all at once or... Or let's make them wait for it. I can work for it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's it's great. It's so great. I highly recommend. I was 20 minutes into watching the episode before I purchased 
a shirt that is like... <laughs> oh my God, I love you. I like the same person. Anyone who's seen it knows the shirt I'm talking about. And I was like, pause. I'm going to go on Etsy right now and buy this because I know someone's shop is... And there's like 40 shops that are already making the shirt because it's fucking badass. And I was like, I need that. I need that shirt in my life. So, Amy, when you see it, you'll know exactly what shirt I'm talking about because you'll be like, that shirt is amazing. Be like, yes. I'm going to like immediately be like, uh, can we be cop- twinsies and can I be a copycat and buy it too because I need this in my life? Yes, absolutely. <gasps> okay, yeah. Very excited about that. There was literally an article like in <laughs> Men's Health Magazine or whatever the fuck, menshealth.com. I was like, where to buy this fucking shirt? And in the magazine, they're like, this is going to be the new like Halloween costume. Like everyone, like there's going to be like groups of people just wearing this fucking shirt. And it's going to be like the new, how Dustin's cap in the first season was like, became like an iconic Halloween costume. It's like, that's what this thing's going to be. And I'm like, I'm totally fine with that. You're like, I'm cool with that. Awesome. Got my Halloween costume. I'll pick that. Great. (laughs) And I I watched the George Carlin documentary. How was that? I want to watch that too. It's pretty good. It's like over three hours long. It's, It's split up into two. Yeah. It's like two episodes, quote unquote, but they're like an hour 45 each. It was good. I didn't know like most of his life. I didn't realize that he was a DJ and I didn't realize yeah. that he was part of a super like clean cut comedy duo. Oh, I don't think I realized that. Yeah. Interesting. And then they, they split up and then that's kind of when he became George Carlin. Okay. Interesting. I did know he used to be the voice of the narrator on Thomas the Tank Engine. Yes. He loved it. Oh my God. He loved that. And there was another kid show he did. And apparently he loved fucking doing it. <gasps> that makes me really happy. He was not one of those who's like, oh, whatever. No, he loved it. That makes me really happy. Because honestly, that was like one of the things that made watching Thomas the Tank Engine tolerable for the amount of time that I had to sit with children and watch Thomas the Tank Engine. I was like, George Harlan is fucking nailing it. See, growing up, I knew him as Rufus from Bill and Ted's. Oh, shit. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been a hot minute. And they they interview Alex Winter, who is Ted? Yes. Which one is Keanu Reeves? Oh. He's Bill, right? I'm sorry. It's been a fucking minute. The blonde guy. The guy who's not Keanu Reeves. <laughs> this is the worst fucking conversation ever. Oh my God. <laughs> I just immediately was like, yeah, she knows which one is which. I don't I don't have to know this information. You don't. And I could very easily look it up, but I feel that this is embarrassing enough to keep in it, keep it in the show. But they interview him and they're like, he was just the sweetest, loveliest, like who he was as Rufus is like who he was in real life. Aww. He's very sweet. He was very nice. He's very chill. Like he wasn't like the big personality that he would be in his, in his comedy. Yeah. He was just kind of like a very shy, introverted, sweet guy. I love that so much. That's so nice to hear. Yeah. Doesn't surprise me. He seems delightful. Oh, totally. So those those are the things that I watched since last week. Nice. Yeah. I watched also new season on Netflix, the new season of Love, Death, and Robots, which was actually really fucking good. I was very impressed with all all of the stories. I don't know if that's a show that you've dabbled in or not. I've never even heard of it. It's different animators and they, so it's each episode is its own individual story and it's all of it's animated, usually CGI, but sometimes it's, uh, I believe hand-drawn and this season was fucking phenomenal. I am still haunted by the terrifying giant crab creature that was in the second episode. 
like, I don't know that I'll ever get over that. It was so horrifying. And obviously, you know, we've watched enough things that you know that cartoons are not just for children, (laughs) that they can be absolutely terrifying and horrifying. This was so terrifying and horrifying that I was like, at the end of this, I was like still kind of like in shock of just like, this crab will never leave my mind. Like it will haunt my nightmares forever. Oh my God. Yes. That's fucking intense. Yeah. So many good stories though. It was really good. The first season's probably still my favorite, but this one was like a really close second. So highly recommend that. Cool. Especially if you're like a fan of different animation, different animation styles. It's very good with that. Cool. Yeah. So that was my big exciting week, pretty much. Amazing. And just want to say uh, one, just want to give a shout out. Good friend and friend of the pod, Deb, who we've mentioned many a time. She uh, had a surgery recently. So we just want to send her lots of good wishes to heal quickly and get better soon. And that we love you. Yes. Deb, all the love, all the thoughts. Mm -hmm. All the fucks. All the fucks. Everything. I was like, (laughs) we should introduce the podcast on her behalf because she was the one who told us we didn't. You know what? Yes. (laughs) Let's do it. This one's for you. Yes. I fully support this. On behalf of Deb, welcome to another fucking horror podcast. I'm Monique Sanchez. I'm Amy Trayden. Deb, we love you. Get get well soon. Deb, we love you. That was for you. We remembered for the first time in like... (laughs) What, like months? I don't even... I'm embarrassed to say yes, how long (laughs) it's been since we've remembered to introduce the podcast. For sure. But I think if that's, if that's all the things, I think we should get started with the True Listener Tales episode. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, let's do it. Dun, dun, dun. I'm excited. I think, I think we've got some good ones in here. So I think so too. And I am starting us off. So yeah, this one starts with a fucking bang. My neighbor got away with murder. Oh, shit. Yes apparently right off the tippy top, right off the top. Yep. This woman was a known drug addict and was probably dealing from her house. Her husband was several years older than her, definitely a senior citizen and officially owned the house, which she wanted. Mm. One weekend, she locked him in the basement, turned up the heat (gasps) and left for a week. (gasps) Oh, holy shit. Oh, that's such an awful way to go. Like, no, I was just going to (gasps) say, Oh, the thought of that. That's very upsetting. She was arrested for drug possession or something involving dealing drugs, but I think her husband's death was still classified as accidental. That just seems like a horrible way to die. Correct. Yes. Holy shit. No wonder the entire house was remodeled. Yeah, no shit. And that was from Anonymous. Yeah. No, I would have burned it down and then rebuilt something completely new. Yeah. Even so, I'd be like, that's still my property. I'm going to hunt the fuck out of this. Right? You could throw that house down as many times as you fucking want. Be like, mm, no. She got some like ghost revenge up in this bitch. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Love some ghost revenge. <gasps> oh, that's so fucked up though. Dude. I just don't under, like, don't murder someone. Like I, it's, I feel like I've said that so many times. <laughs> Doing this podcast. I shouldn't have to say it so many times. Yeah. I shouldn't have to say it ever, but uh, clearly that option doesn't occur to anyone. Like, just be like, just don't murder them. So like, how about no, that? but I want the house. Like, obviously there's no other way. I know. Like in the latest season of Stranger Things, there's like classic 80s bullies. Oh, yep. 
And it's like, why are you so awful? Like, you can actually not be like that. Yeah. Just don't be the worst. Just find your own goddamn business. I don't understand. Yes. Like, get a fucking hobby that is not tormenting this fucking person. (laughs) For real. Get some fucking arts and crafts. Pick up a football. I don't know. Like, whatever you need to do, dude, get out of here. Yes. Watch some Golden Girls. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Like, just calm the fuck down. Right? Your life will be better for it. I swear. I know. But this is why we can't have nice things, Amy. This is very true. Okay, Anonymous, thank you for that story. That was fucking nuts. Yes, thank you. That was a fantastic way to start us off. Holy shit. (laughs) Right out the gate. My grandma lives in a very stereotypical horror movie house. Guess who I'm not going over to visit at any point in time. I'd be like, you can come visit me, grandma. Thanks. Mm-hmm, totally. Small Midwest town, white and old looking home on a farm. She even has a chipped wooden Mary nativity in the front yard. Ooh, that's fucking creepy. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Holy shit. She also has a cemetery about a half a mile down the road. I used to sleep in the room in the corner on the top floor, my aunt's room, and it had a wooden rocking chair in it. Mm -mm. When I was younger, I would wake up because I thought I heard it rocking to the point where I would wake up my grandma and have to stay in her room. About 10 years later, my mom, aunt, and I were talking about how creepy my grandma's house was. My aunt goes on to talk about how when she was younger, the reason my mom and her ended up sharing a room was because she thought her room was haunted. (gasps) She said she woke up one morning and the rocking chair was about two feet closer to her bed. Oh. Uh -uh. I literally just gave myself- Full chills, yep. Chills. Mm -mm. Nope, no, no, no. Uh -uh. And after that night, it would start rocking on a nightly basis at midnight. Anonymous. Uh, No fucking thank you. No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No. No. Usually I love a rocking chair. Like, put me on a porch, glass of lemonade. I'm fucking good. No. Get this rocking chair the fuck out of my room, first of all. If it's rocking by itself, that's a problem. That's a red flag. (sighs) No. No, no, no. Get rid of the rocking chair. What is, like, what's wrong with people? Like, are people that attached to chairs? Get the fuck, get the fucking rocking chair out of there. Like, goodbye. (sighs) Rocking chair out. Sage the fuck out of the place. Priest party. Done. Thank you. At least move into another room. Like, not the one you fucking sleep in. (laughs) Yeah, Grandma, how about you have this fucking rocking chair in your room? Sound good? Great. Right? (laughs) I think it really goes with the ambiance in here. Thanks. That's for you now. (laughs) Thank you for that story. Yes, thank you, Anonymous, for that story. To be fair, I had a rocking chair that was, like, our, like, family rocking chair, Mm -hmm. which, like, we, I could understand not wanting to get rid of it, but... Then move it to another room. That no one sleeps in. I would like do something so it didn't rock anymore and like make like a little base for it. Yeah. Go to, go to Home Depot, get some fucking sandbags. Yeah. Boom. I mean, then it'd be 10 times creepier though when it winds up next to your bed and you're just like, oh, cool, 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 cool. Like, nope. All right. Awesome. Right. Totally. All right. Next story. A few years ago, around September 1st, I went over to my friend's house for a party. It was about one in the morning and everyone but myself and four other girls. I was the only one there who believed in ghosts and paranormal activity, which they always made fun of me for. That's me at every fucking party. (laughs) (sighs) That's me at every party. (laughs) I love it. Well, now you would be the person who'd be like, "Uh, I told you, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) When some fucking shit happens, which I'm sure is where this is going. Mm. And they decided to play a Ouija board. Mm. Nope. 
dope. I decided that instead of being a wimp about it, that I would act as if I didn't believe it. And I started to question it and ask it to prove its presence. That was the first mistake of many that we had made that night. Oof. Yikes. We asked a couple of the normal questions until one of my friends asked if the spirit wanted to hurt us. Its response was only one. Get the fuck out. No fucking thank you. I'll be like, goodbye. I'm out. I'm leaving. Right? I I'm not even going to stick to fi- stick around to find out if it's me. Don't give a fuck. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'd be like doing the like uh, nose goes situation where I'm like, not, no, you, not me. You're, you're the only one it wants to hurt. Cool, cool, cool. We started to get creeped out, obviously. Oh my God. And the same friend who asked if it wanted to hurt us asked who it wanted to hurt. It started to spell out my full name, Natasha. (gasps) Chills, chills, chills. I'm immediately leaving. I'm not even letting it get to the fucking S in Natasha. No. No, 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 no. I'm out. Goodbye. Right? Which I've always hated and always gone by Tasha or T. My friends never called me by my full name since they knew about my hate for that name. Mm. It's a good name though, but whatever. Everyone has their thing. I like Natasha. Yeah. Yeah. I pulled my hand off the planchette and went outside as soon as it said that. My friends made the mistake, which I found out later, was that they never said goodbye to the board. (gasps) No, you never fucking do that. You never fucking do that. Oh, no. The time I had the weirdest shit happen with the Ouija is that it's we kept the game open too long. And like, there was like, yeah. And there was like an hour or two of like unaccounted time that we're like, how the fuck is it this time? What? Yeah. That's so creepy. Yeah. We started seeing like weird shadows and shit. And then I closed the game. And then the chick whose house it was, was like, there's something in my fucking house. (gasps) And she had to go and basically get it exercised. And like the person who did the, the blessing or whatever the house had her run a coconut through like all the corners of the house. Interesting. Uh-huh. And then when she was done, when she was done rolling the coconut through all the corners of her house, the shaman, you know, priest person, whatever the fuck, had her go outside and smash the coconut outside. And in the like white meat that's like in the coconut. Yeah. She said there were these like black, like splotches. What? And then the shaman was like, you like, that's the spirit. That's the evil spirit that was in your house because she's like, it wasn't dirt. Like you couldn't rub it out. It was like in the meat. That's crazy. I have never heard the coconut thing. Was this a Florida situation? It was in Florida. Well, you know, what's interesting is I had never heard it and I had never really told anyone that story. And then I remember like years later, my uncle telling me that he like knew a guy who had a house and he would see this little boy like crossing the hall mm. of the house. Nope. Nope, and nope, nope. Which, and he was like, oh, he was kind of super casual about it, which I'm like, that we are not the same person, clearly. No. And that he told someone about it and that the person was like, oh, if you just like roll a coconut through all the corners and then sm- it'll like get rid of it. And the guy was like, nah, he doesn't bother me. It's fine. Uh, yeah, we're not the same person. You're like real chill about this. Like, yeah chill level 9,000. Well, also my friend said like, she's like, there's something bad in my house. <gasps> like she was like, there's something bad in my house. And she said she'd be alone in her house and would just start sobbing like uncontrollably. Oh. She's like, there's something, there's something bad in my house. Fuck dude. I'm like in the middle of your story. Oh my God. But like, no, you always close the fucking, you keep the games short. If you're going to play it, which like kind of don't. 
But if you're going to, one, don't do it in your don't do it in your own house. Nope. Two, if you're gonna play it, keep the game fucking short and always close the fucking game. And also do like a blessing prayer before you start the game. Just you know, good to know. Ouija one oh one. Monique is the expert. Fucking listen, listen to the gospel. <laughs> I'm definitely not the fucking expert. You fucking know. <laughs> I've just, I've just played it enough times. But don't fucking play the Ouija board. It's not a fucking game. Oh. Mm-hmm. See, that's what happens when the person who like knows these things and is like the paranormal person leaves the party. Then everyone else is like, I don't know what's going on. Let's just put it back in the box. It's fine. Don't have to do else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the shit. Exactly. That would be me. I'd be like, okay, yep. I'm going to just fold this up and put this right back in there. I think I may have mentioned that when I went to Salem, I was in Salem for like 14 minutes before I bought a Ouija board. I'd never owned a Ouija board before because of everything that I just fucking said. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I was like, I don't want that shit in my fucking house. But this was a really beautiful board. It's a circular board, which I'd never seen before. And when I bought it, I, I brought it back home and I kind of wanted to display it. But I was like, nah, man, I don't want this out. I'm inviting something. Yeah, exactly. I'm inviting something. I don't want a planchette out and then to like wake up and have the planchette be like on another part of the board. Like, I don't want any of this shit. So I just, so it's tucked away and I'll just bring it out when I'm going to someone else's place and they want to play Ouija because again, I'm not playing my fucking apartment. No, you know, you're a smart lady. Yeah. (laughs) You don't fuck with this shit. No, definitely not. (sighs) All right. Back to the story. I have to find out what the fuck happens here. Yeah. So they never said goodbye to the board. That night, I have almost no memory of it. I only remember brief moments, which also happened to be the times that I would get migraines and nosebleeds. (gasps) My friends took videos to show me and told me that I was acting weird. My voice had changed. And at brief moments, I was even talking in different languages. What the fuck? What the fuck? Yes. I'm having like a deeply disturbed moment over here. Yeah. That night wasn't the only occurrence of that though. My family told me that I was acting different and that my voice was off like that night. The only times that I remembered it was when I was getting migraines and nosebleeds. Two weeks after that, I thought that I was back to normal. My friends and my family thought that too, until I suddenly got hospitalized for an entire week for the pain that doctors couldn't figure out. What the fuck? My kidney had gotten too bad that it almost shut down. They could think of no reason that it would have happened. I got every type of medical test you could have done, yet nothing showed up. One day, the same day that I was scheduled for surgery to take out my kidney, all the symptoms that I had were gone. After one day of careful watch with no symptoms, I was released. What the actual fuck? What the fuck? That is so fucking weird. Since that incident, I have never felt like I was alone. I always hear people talking when there's no one there. (gasps) Oh, no, no, no. That gave me uh-uh, chills. Uh-uh, I don't know. Uh-uh, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I sometimes feel someone grabbing my hands. <gasps> I'm screaming inside right now. This is my actual nightmare. No, I have full body chills. I don't like any of this. This beats the ghost child any day. I can't. No. Absolutely. Mm-mm. I live in a fucking ghost kindergarten compared to this shit. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm a little herd of ghost children if that's what it takes to not have this happen to me. Mm-mm. I've even had the feeling of someone grabbing my neck to the point that I couldn't breathe. (gasps) Fuck. Uh Uh-uh. I've been known to have paranormal experiences too, but after that night, instead of harmless things, it's been dangerous and threatening. Thanks for reading my story, T. T, what the fuck? T. You need to like roll this coconut all over yourself or something. Like have a nice like coconut oil bath. Seriously, get coconut water, a coconut bath. What the fuck? 
that's real weird. That's real fucked up. Yeah. Go get like a cleaning, cleansing aura. Th- I don't fucking know. Everything. This is not a cute look. I get in everything. Yes. I would bathe in holy water. I would weave myself like a sage uh, jumpsuit situation. <laughs> yes. And yeah, that would just be my life from then on. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. I recently threw an 80s theme party at my bar. Yeah. So I, it was an awesome 80s prom. So everyone had to show up 80s attire. Oh, and a prom. That's cute. I like that idea. Hair for days. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I basically didn't have to do anything to my hair. It just like was in its wild, natural, lioness main state. So for my costume, I went to the St. Patrick's Cathedral Church gift shop and bought two rosaries to pull a Madonna like a virgin and wore those. And uh, they're blessed, so it's extra uh, sacrilegious and blasphemous. I love you. But for tea... I think you should be wearing multiple rosaries on you at all times. Yes. Because I was raised that like, don't, you shouldn't wear your rosary like as a necklace because it's not a fashion statement. Madonna didn't get that memo uh, or me, I guess. But um, I think T should be wearing multiple rosaries if this is still happening to her. Yes. I think the Pope would be fine with it. Yeah. I think he'd be okay with that. Like if he heard your story, he'd be like, girl, wear all the rosaries you want. Like all of them. You have my blessing. Get like a Costco's amount of rosaries. (laughs) And wear them. <laughs> Buy in bulk. Yep. <laughs> Look, works great with any outfit. Yeah. I'm actually just blown away by the fact that church has a gift shop. What? Yes. Yeah. So there's a, there's a gift shop in the church. And then there's like a bigger one that's like across the street. <laughs> oh my God. That never would have occurred to me. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. What else are you going to buy your grandma? Things with cats on them. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what I usually do. <laughs> She's a church person. So rosaries and things of the like are are the way to go. Okay. Little Jesus bobblehead. I'm into it. Yeah. Which speaking of buying rosaries in bulk, I actually accidentally did that over Christmas. I went on Etsy. Oh my God. (laughs) Only you, Monique. You're like, I bought too many rosaries. Yes. So I went on Etsy and I, my grandma, as I just was just talking about is a church person and St. Jude is, is her homie. And the last time I went to her house, I saw that she was praying on a rosary that was broken. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get a rosary. Easy Christmas gift. So I bought a St. Jude rosary and the color St. Jude is green. So it was a green rosary and it smells like roses when you open it. And the little like box that it comes in has a picture of St. Jude. Beautiful. So I bought it. It's like 12 bucks, which is about the going rate for rosaries. Like 10 to 15 bucks is about normal. And then if you got like a fancier rosary, they go up from there, you know, like marble rosary, whatever the fuck. So then I get the rosary and I have 12 of them. I'm like, what the fuck? And apparently I, I I didn't realize I was buying them in bulk. So it was like, I was like Oprah of the rosaries. You get a rosary and you get a rosary. Everyone got a rosary on fucking Christmas. And I guess you got a great deal because then that the rosaries were like a buck a piece. They were a buck each. Ah, yeah. All right. I was expecting them to be like little tiny doll rosaries or something. And you're like, fuck, what do I do with all these doll rosaries? <laughs> <laughs> For all my haunted dolls. <laughs> Girl. I don't fuck with dolls because they're too creepy. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, T needs to to make my mistake, but intentionally and get 12 rosaries and just keep them on her at all times. 12 rosaries. Yes. Just a dozen, dozen quick rosaries. Yeah. They smell like roses. Some of them, at least those did, you know, so you smell nice. Nice. Everyone wins. There you go. Yeah. T, thank you for that story. That's horrifying. Yes, thank you. I hope this is not uh, still your reality. I know. Good luck with everything. 
Yeah. So I'm not sure if it was a dream or if it was real because it felt like both, but it happened when I went camping with my wife and some friends. We were sitting around the fire in our camping chairs and I put my head back and looked up and I saw lights in the sky (gasps) and they were definitely moving, making shapes, making constellations. Amy's too excited for words right now. I'm just like flailing just with no rhyme or reason to it. I just excitement in my arms, my whole body. (laughs) Yeah. I wish you guys could see her face. She's so excited. (laughs) And I was noticing it and it was beautiful and wonderful. And I wanted to reach out to my wife who was right next to me and be like, are you watching this? And I could hear the group talking, but I couldn't take my eyes away. And I couldn't touch my wife to be like, are you seeing this? (gasps) And then it ended. And then I went back into what was going on with the group. And I was like, wait, what just happened? I remember certain dreams for sure, but a little less vivid. Whereas this, I remember a lot more vivid. So that's what makes me want to think it was not a dream. But at the same time, it also feels like a dream because also I was the only one who experienced this. So... Did I fall asleep, then woke up? Or did I see something? I don't know. S. <gasps> S. That actually gave me chills there at the end. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I don't think it was a dream. I don't think so either. That's like weirdly specific. I never had a dream like that. No. And it, it goes into the alien apathy thing of like not moving, not freaking out. Yes. And just like super calm. Like, do you guys see what's going on here? Right. Yes. Mm. (gasps) So creepy. It would trip me out so bad that nobody else had seen it though. I'd been like, are you guys fucking with me? Like, why are you doing this to me right now? You know, you saw it. Well, apparently they were just like having a conversation. Like it's like they're having conversation around the campfire. So they weren't looking up. He just looked up and I was like, what is this? Aliens. That's what that is. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Spoiler. It was aliens. my favorite spoiler of all time. Like I will never be mad. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, aliens. Let's do this. (laughs) I love you so much. I love you. Okay. I live in a condominium and we own two apartments on the seventh and eighth floor. The only way to move in between them is to step out of the apartment, take the elevator or the staircase and enter the other one. Mm. One night we ran out of ice cream upstairs. Oh yeah. No, that's not cool. We got to go out Mm -mm. and get some more fucking ice cream. Absolutely. And my mom told me to go get some from the downstairs freezer. So I took the keys to the seventh floor's apartment. And since it was dinner time, no one was there. I walked into the pitch dark and realized that someone was sitting on the sofa. Mm. So I flipped the switch to see my dad just sitting there. It was kind of weird, but I just went to get the ice cream and asked if he had a key to lock up. No answer. Hmm. I shrugged and thought, well, if he came in and locked the door behind him, he must have one. Went back upstairs and my dad was sitting there eating dinner. (gasps) I freaked out and asked, how the heck did he get up here so fast? And everyone told me that he's been here all this time. I told them it wasn't possible because I just saw him downstairs, but no one believed me. Now I never go down there alone. Uh, no, fuck no. Uh Uh-uh. Absolutely not. Especially not at night. Like, Mm -mm. no. To clear up some stuff, each of our apartment doors are fitted with three types of locks. There's a gate which has its own keyhole and lock. We put another lock in it, so you have to unlock this gate twice. Then there's the door and its own lock. 
So you need three keys just to enter our house if no one is inside. I did get a good look at it and it was 100% my father. He's kind of fat and has this serious looking face, so it's kind of hard to mistake him. Mm. The apartments are not accessible because not only are they not on the same floor, they aren't even located on top of each other. (gasps) There's an elevator in between them and they are on different floors. So there's no way for anyone to go up or down without first meeting at the elevator or the staircase. And that was from, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Zayara, which is a beautiful name. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Great name. Holy shit. Thank you, Zayara. That's Bananas McGee. That's the whole like doppelganger Verdegger thing. Yes. Yes. I would be like, do you have a twin I don't know about Mm-mm. who is now haunting our downstairs apartment or like, what's up? We're squatting in the apartment. Yeah. <laughs> what's going on here? No, thank you. Move out immediately. Yes. Oh, it seems to me like the solution to all these problems is just sage, like sage the fuck out of everywhere. Yeah. Sage, sage. Or the coconut. I'm weirdly intrigued by this coconut idea of just, you like roll it along the edge. Yeah. uh, All the corners of your house. There you go. And then smash it outside. (laughs) Can you imagine doing that in New York and you're just like on the sidewalk outside? like, like, what the fuck is this bitch doing? (laughs) Yes. And you're like, my house is haunted. Just move along, sir. Thank you. I got it. I took care of it. But at the same time, because it's New York, no one would bat an eye. No one would actually give a fuck. No one. Everyone would be like, eh, that's that bitch who smashes coconuts in the corner. She's at it again. As long as you choose one side of the sidewalk to do it on and not in the middle, no one will give a fuck. Truly. Oh, yeah. That's actually true. Yes. The amount of shit I've just been like, that was weird, but I'm going to keep walking. Not even give it a second glance. Mm-hmm. It's like too many times to count. The ambulance company that I used to work for had a quote-unquote haunted ambulance. Rig 12. No. No. You j- just put it in the chop shop. <laughs> Why are we using this fucking ambulance still? No. A lot of EMTs had stories about it, but I never put much stock in paranormal stuff. That is, until I had my own experience with Rig 12. It's how it always goes, baby. I know, right? I was like, famous last words. I wasn't uh, into ghosts. I didn't believe in ghosts until I fucking saw some shit. And now I believe in ghosts. Until I married one on a boat (laughs) with Johnny Depp's Pirate of the Caribbean picture. (laughs) (laughs) But he was cheating on me. So then we got divorced. Yeah. Yeah. It just didn't work out. We got ghost divorced. (laughs) This is one of my favorite episodes. Oh my God. It's so good. I still can't get over that. I saw the pictures randomly on my phone and I was like, oh yeah, that happened. That happened. (laughs) Yeah. My partner and I were working in a rural community at 3 a.m. and it was pitch dark and completely quiet. We were both dozing. I was in the driver's seat and she was in the passenger seat. I woke up to a muffled voice, but I thought my partner was talking. I told her I was trying to sleep and closed my eyes. I distinctly heard a male voice say, oh my God, am I dying? (gasps) Followed by a few seconds of heavy breathing. I mean, could you imagine? No. Full body chills. No, Mm -mm. no. I would be like, I quit right now. Yes. I'm going to call an Uber. You're good with the rig. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Goodbye. My partner and I sat up straight and looked back into the patient compartment where it sounded like the voice had come from. Things were quiet for a couple of seconds Then we heard the click of an oxygen bottle regulator and a hiss, as if it was leaking. I turned on the lights and we ran out of the rig. I thought a transient might have climbed in while we were asleep, so we opened the rear doors. No one was there. 
I checked the oxygen bottles. Neither was opened. We didn't sleep much after that. Z. Z. The fact that you slept at all, I would have immediately driven that back to the fucking depot and been like, yeah, I need a new rig. Can you give me number 11? Thanks. Uh, fuck 12. Yeah, fuck 12. <sighs> well, and that's one of those things that you, it doesn't occur to you that a, an ambulance would be haunted. But why wouldn't it be? How many fucking people have died in ambulances? Yeah. I feel like weirdly it makes more sense that they're haunted. Yeah. Fuck. Absolutely. Mm-mm. That's so traumatizing, though. I can't even imagine. Yes. And again, these are like EMTs. They are meant to stay calm and rational under pressure. Yes. Literally life or death situation. So yes. Yes. I trust this person Mm -hmm. that they know what the fuck is up and what time it is. Same shit with, with your story with the person struck by lightning and the EMTs were like, this crazy shit happened. Yes. If I trust you to save my life, I trust whatever shit you say. Let me tell you. You say you see some shit, you hear some shit. It's gospel to me. Yes. You saw that and heard that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, uh, Z. Ah, thank you for that story. Thank you. You're braver than I am, clearly. Oh, 10,000%. Yes. Like all these people are. 100%, yeah. I'm like hightailing it out of here of every situation. I'm like, goodbye, I'm not doing this. No, thank you. No, absolutely not. It's like, don't even get the coconut. We're burning everything around. <laughs> like, get, get out. Fuck the coconut. Fuck We're the done. coconut. We're done. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. I used to work doing maintenance at historic properties. There was a historic house museum I worked at when it wasn't open to the public. Mm. It was part of a whole landmark site. There was a visitor center with offices, and then the house was about a half a mile up a dirt road in a wooded area. Sometimes I worked with a crew, but there were a lot of times I was there alone. One winter day, when it was really cloudy and dark, I was working alone to get ready to replace some electric work on the exterior of the house. I went inside and turned off the circuit to the whole property. And I tested it. It was off. I locked the doors and went outside to work. After about an hour, I got down from my ladder and started walking around the house. And then one of the lights inside the house turned on. Mm -mm. I started to freak out. No, this, no, no, this person knows fucking electrical work. Like, you know, when you fucking turn the power off to a house, like absolutely not. Yeah, no. I started to freak out, but thought that maybe someone was playing a joke on me. I called the visitor center on my walkie-talkie and confirmed that the only other person who was working that day was still there and hadn't left and that all the keys to the house were present and accounted for. Mm. That's when I freaked out and ran the half mile up to the office. Yes, correct. Yeah. I made my coworker come back with me to check out what was going on, but when we got to the house, the light was off again, but the bulb was still warm. (gasps) All the doors were still locked and the circuit was still off. Still gives me shivers to this day. Full body chills. Yes. And that was from Anonymous. Holy fuck, dude. Uh-uh. No. Mm-mm. Like, that's got to just fuck with your head so hard. Of Like, you're like, I turned the power off. Like, there is literally no way this bulb could be on. Yeah. No. That's... <sighs> Stuff like that really fucks me up. Yes! Dude, I, t- I would have run back to the office, too. <laughs> like, I... Get the fuck out of here. There was a time when, because my parents' house phone, because they're one of the few people who still have a landline, they had programmed like speed dial on it. Yeah. And for like a year, the phone was calling us, was calling everyone on the speed dial. So my dad contacted the phone company and was like, oh, you know, is there like, maybe there's like damage with the wiring. They're like, 
no, there's no reason what, there's actually no reason why that should be happening like at all. And I remember being with my dad in church and his phone ringing and him showing it to me and it said home. Creepy. Yeah. And they were like, there's actually no reason why this should be happening. It would call my grandparents. It called like all of us. It was, it was creepy. Oh, I don't like that. Uh-uh. And like, it's not like your parents have cats and it's like the cat knocking it off and fucking stepping on buttons or some cat bullshit they do. No, right. <laughs> some cat bullshit. No, it definitely wasn't. I'm going to make a couple cat calls. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a very important cat. I have a conference in 20 minutes. Yes. <laughs> I have a kitty conference. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm out of control. I have cat business to attend to. Gladys, put on my five. Oh my God. No, that would, be <laughs> that, that would be the end of the landline for me. Like, I'd be like, all right, bye. It's gone. Like, nope, we're not doing this anymore. Thanks. It was for like a year and something like that. And I remember my grandmother, we didn't realize it was happening to everyone. It wasn't just us. So my, and my grandmother would get calls like at like 10 o'clock at night. And then she was convinced that it was like one of her neighbors fucking with her and like prank calling her. Which, why wouldn't you think that? Because that makes more sense than like, we have like a ghost phone or who knows what the fuck. And then she like did the reverse call and it was our house. Oh, which then must have tripped her out even more because she's like, I know they wouldn't do this. They're not calling me at 10 to like not say anything on the line. Right. And if it's a thing that like the connection isn't good, we would just call back like, and like hang up and call back again. Yeah. There's a great Twilight Zone episode about an old woman who's getting calls in the middle of the night. And then she ends up being like, you know, fuck off, like, leave me alone. Well, it's the Twilight Zone, so they don't say that. But, <laughs> you know, the like 1959 version of that. Uh, eat your hat or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, leave me alone, you hear? Leave me alone. <laughs> it's something like that, right? <laughs> and then they like trace the line and it it's, goes to a cemetery and it goes like into a plot that it was like her old boyfriend who like, like her fiance who died like in a car crash or some shit. Oh. So then she picks up the phone. Like it doesn't call, but she just goes on the phone being like, I hear you. Like, oh my God, I want to talk to you. Like, are you okay? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, you told me to leave you alone. So I respect your wishes. I'm going to leave you alone. <gasps> that kind of gave me chills. Yeah. Right. Uh, the Twilight Zone is so good. Like OG Twilight Zone especially the Rod Serling episodes that he wrote are like, ah, uh, chef's kiss. Amazing. Oh yeah. Get on that shit. I love your dramatic 1950s voice, by the way, like fucking nailing it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Part of me wishes you talked like that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's exhausting. The commitment to it is like, ah, oh, man, I can do this for like a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Twilight sounds amazing. And every 4th of July, they sci-fi does a marathon all day. So check it out if you have cable. Oh, shit. Coming up. Yeah. Coming up. I worked at this place for like a year or two. And the guy who worked across the hall from me, let's call him Mick, was very nice and very normal. I became friends with him. He was from Jersey and I was living in rural New Hampshire and didn't like it. But he was the only person who I connected around wanting to be in a city because he had moved to New Hampshire for the school district with his wife and kid, and he could afford a nicer house in a better area there than he could in Jersey. So he moved there with his wife and kid who was five, so his son could have that good life. But he didn't really like New Hampshire either. If he were single and didn't have a kid, he'd want to be in New York or something like that. So we connected, and we had lunch every day. He was very nice, and I ended up moving to New York, and when I left, 
we kind of lost touch. Fast forward a year. I'm at a conference and I meet a former coworker at a networking event. And I meet a person I had not met who's friends with him who works at the same lab that I used to work at. And then she tells me about her research and she's describing Mick's work. And I go, oh, you must know Mick. I used to sit across the hall from him. And it got super awkward. And you know how when you know you've said something like, you done fucked up, right? <laughs> yes. All the time. Yes. All of the time. That's, that's Monique Sanchez, a, a life in pictures. You done fucked up. <laughs> it was so weird. So I'm like, yeah, I know Mick. And they're like, do you though? And it turned out that Mick had been arrested for creating and distributing child porn (gasps) and had also molested a kid. No. (sighs) Fuck. And it was very awkward. But there was no moment when I hung out with him that anything triggered anything besides him being a nice, quiet guy. It was very strange. That's kind of all I know about it. I Googled him in December when I found out. So I don't know if anything has changed since then. He had been charged, but he had not gone to trial or put in a plea or anything like that. So I don't know what happened, but I'm pretty sure he confessed to the whole thing. It's not alleged or anything. Crazy. Anonymous. That's so crazy. Oh, Can you imagine someone that you just had lunch with every day? And that's like, oh, by the way, they're a fucking pedophile. Yeah. No. Oh, my God. Mm-mm. I like, I don't think I'd ever be able to talk to that person again. I'd be like, all right, well, bye. It was nice meeting you. Right. But not really because you're a fucking pedophile. <laughs> yes. Sorry. In my head, this, I was talking about the person who you were like, oh, I know Mick or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Be like, mm, oh yeah, totally. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I'd be like, we're never talking again. Yeah, I'd be like, cool, because I this is super awkward. Yeah, thanks. Like, <laughs> definitely never talking to the pedophile child pornographer again. Oh yeah, oh, obviously. No, no, no. But can you no. imagine being at a fucking work conference and you're like, oh yeah, how's my buddy doing? And it's like, um, super awkward to tell you he's a fucking pedophile. Yes. And you're like, oh, I did not get that memo. Okay. It's like I won't bring him up anymore. Thank you for that notification. Mm-mm. Fuck. Yeah. Really? I'm sure brought the vibe of the work conference down. Yeah. I'd be like, I need to leave early. <laughs> I, I, I doubt it'd be like, so you're going to like happy hour afterwards or like what's happening? <laughs> you want to hang out? Like, no, no. All right. Is this our last story? Or you have one more after this. I have one more. So it's your last story, I believe. Okay. So this is my last story that I'm telling today. Mm. One night when I was 10, I was woken up by my bedroom door opening, followed by someone sitting on my bed. Mm. I felt my leg grazed and the bed sink under a person's weight. It's just mom, I thought, and I opened my eyes. It was not my mom. I found an eyeless boy. (gasps) Oh my God, chills. Oh my God. He had black empty sockets about my age (gasps) sitting at the foot of my bed. Uh -uh. He extended his hand and in it was a little box. I was startled, but reached out. Oh my God. Oh, no, no, we are not the same fucking person. I would be screaming for my mother and or running. I'm moving out of the house right then and there. Yes. I don't care that I'm like seven. I don't give, I don't know how old this person is, but I'm like, I'm out. Yes. No. He pulled back. I reached again and said, give it. Then I blinked. (gasps) And when I reopened my eyes, he was gone, but I could still see the imprint where he'd sat on my bed. (gasps) 
fast forward to five years. Oh my God. Yeah. No, I'm not okay with this. Uh -uh. Not here for this. No. My girlfriend came over to do homework. After she finished, she took a nap while she was waiting for her parents. When they arrived, I tried waking her up. She opened her eyes suddenly, looking up at a corner where the wall met the ceiling. She pointed there and went back to sleep. I shook her again. She came to full consciousness and I explained what she'd done. She looked haunted. Up on the wall, I saw a little boy with no eyes. (gasps) He was there in a Spider-Man pose, staring at me. Oh my God, I'm getting like hereditary flashbacks. And I- Dude, 10,000 fucking percent, I was just gonna say. But like a million times scarier because it's an eyeless little boy, apparently. Because, oh my God, this is the thing nightmares are made of. I've had nonstop waves of chills this entire story. This is so horrifying. This is a nightmare I didn't know I had. Until this very moment, yes. And now- It's like right at the top. Like, yes, right at the top of like the worst things that could ever happen to me. Yes. I doubled down on my ghost children fear in this very moment. (laughs) You're like, I'm back at it. Yeah, no. I freaked out and told her my story about the same kid. (gasps) Fast forward another five years. I was with the same girlfriend and we had a two-year-old. We were living in my parents' house in my old room. My daughter started waking up at the same time every night and she'd talk. After a while, I noticed she had almost the same conversation every night. I playfully asked her once whom she was talking to. She said, it's a little boy. He's nice. He's lost and looking for his mommy. My daughter's nightly conversations continued until we got our own place later that year. And that was from Kay. Kay! Full body chills. (sighs) Oh my God. I like don't even have the words to properly express my terror and just upset at this whole situation. No. <sighs> sage the fuck out of your places, people. Yes. Ah, uh, I saged my place a couple days ago. Boom. Cleanse that shit. Yes. It's not going to hurt anything. Like just yeah, just do it for shits and giggles. Yeah. Uh, at the very least. Literally. Oh my god. No, this is so, so terrifying. Mm-mm. I Like, why is he missing his eyes? I don't know. I don't like any of it. <sighs> I don't like any of this. This is when I'm like, okay, you live with your grandma now and we're going to leave. <laughs> cool. Good luck with that. <laughs> you have a new friend. So there you go. Bye. Bye. Oh my God. So this is our last story. I recently discovered that I have a repressed memory of seeing a ghost when I was a kid. I thought it was my cousin's memory, actually. I'll back up a little bit here. I was about seven or eight years old and we were playing hide and seek at my grandma's house. Okay, stop going to grandmother's houses. Like, I I think that's actually where the problem is, is that too many people are hanging out in their grandma's house and shit's happening. And grandma's house is haunted as fuck. Yeah, I guess so. But also I get it. Grandma's can be really great. Mine, Mine were pretty great. It was about four or five of us. We were running upstairs to the second story and Madeline, my cousin, was ahead of us and she got to the top of the stairs and she stopped dead in her tracks and she saw a ghost. Mind you, I didn't see anything. I was still in the stairwell, but I clearly remember asking her, what are you seeing right now? Anyway, we're terrified and we literally slid down the stairs on our butts and ran outside where my grandmother was. So fast forward to when I was about 20. We were having a family party and this came up and I remember talking to Madeline and I was like, can you tell me more of your experience? Because this was the first time we had been talking about it since we were kids. She told me, I saw a multicolored man. 
So if you can imagine this, she's at the top of the stairs on the second floor, looking down the hallway. And you look down the hallway and you see into the room at the end of the hallway, which was the computer room. And you can see the closet and out of the closet, which was perpendicular to the hallway, there was a multicolored man leaning out of the closet, staring at her. So fast forward a little bit more. Madeline and I had talked on the phone about a year ago. I remember asking her, hey, do you remember this? And she goes, yeah, I absolutely remember this. I said, I remember you saying you told me about the multicolored man. And she said, what? No, that's not what I saw. And I was like, what? So she then proceeded to tell me what she did see. What she saw was a little boy standing in the doorway of a different room, not the room at the end of the hall. It was a pretty full-body apparition. She said it was kind of a blue color, but I couldn't really see his feet. And she specifically said, I wasn't really that scared. It almost seemed peaceful. And I was like, have you ever seen things since then? And she was like, no, never. We were talking about the topic of orbs. I had an experience where I saw some orbs and she said, actually, you know what? Fairly often I see these blue orbs in the doorway of random rooms and it's always going from top down. This was just after the story she told me about the boy that she saw that was blue in the doorway. So I made that connection, which blew her mind. She had never thought about that. So that was pretty cool, but I was still very confused because that did not match up with what I remembered 20 years ago. So I remember telling my mom that I talked to Madeline and she's like, no, I remember you telling me about the multicolored man. And I'm like, what? Me? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, hold on a second. I misunderstood my cousin 20 years ago and my mom interrupted me. She's like, no, no. I remember when you guys were playing hide and seek, Madeline saw something. But one time you came to me real scared and told me about the multicolored man hanging out in the closet at the end of the hall. And holy wow, that blew my mind. So this memory that I thought was my cousin's because I can clearly see it in my brain. I was actually so traumatized by this, I'm sure, that the only way I could process it is that I put it on my cousin's memory of it happening to her. So this is recent for me. It's sort of strange to realize that this happened. And I'll end it with this. A very interesting thing happened just a couple years ago before I talked to my cousin the second time and before I talked to my mom. At this time, I had still thought that this image in my brain of the multicolored man was my cousin's. So I went to a psychic in the East Village here in New York and we're talking about stuff and she said something to me. She's like, you know, when you were a kid, something got you. <gasps> Full body chills. No, 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 no. No, don't say something got you. No. <laughs> now, I believe that this was just a poor choice of words. And I asked her like, what do you mean something got me? She's like, no, like nothing attacked you, but you saw something when you were a kid that you can't unsee and it really affected you. And clearly that's what happened to me. But when she said this to me at the time, I was like, I must've seen something. Honestly, I interpreted it as I saw my cousin Madeline's fear of what she was seeing because I was with her when she saw it. But remember when I talked to her again last year, she said she wasn't afraid at all. So I'm projecting a lot of things onto this one memory where I did not see something and Madeline did. I basically put my memory on her as that's what she saw. But a separate time, I saw this multicolored man and I have theories on what this multicolored man could be. Honestly, I believe it was me, my higher being self or whatever. 
But that's just my belief because that's probably something I would do. But it was pretty terrifying because it's basically like, I have no business seeing something like that ever. Who sees those things? I'm just this kid who sees this. So why would this happen to me? It didn't seem malevolent at all, but I was terrified. And I got so scared that I had to put that onto my cousin and her memory, Jeff. Jeff! I'm so intrigued by this multicolored man. I feel like I've never heard like an entity be described like that. No, me neither. Yeah. But if this is like chakra aura situation. Yeah. Okay. You know, and if this is like spoiler bent neck lady business of like time is not linear and that there's time is kind of happening at the same time. It's a circle. And that, Well, I mean, that's basically quantum physics, right? Is that there are multiple parallel universes existing all at the same time and you just kind of can like quantum leap between them. Yeah. Maybe that's what this is. I love that. I love that that's what Jeff like automatically assumed kind of. He was like, yeah, this was just like another version of me that I was seeing that I wasn't supposed to be seeing. Yeah, my higher self. Yeah. Ah. I know. How trippy though. Like if I had like believed something happened to somebody else and my mom was like, no, that happened to you, by the way, I would not, I would not have recovered from that. You know, it's a weird thing because I've heard of this a fair amount. Oh yeah? Of like people thinking in both ways of a thing happening to another person and then them believing it happened to them and then vice versa. Yeah. Like it's definitely a trauma response. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Crazy though. Totally. I'm still, I'm just so intrigued by this still. I have so many follow-up questions. This does not seem like a normal, I know like haunting situation. Yeah. It's definitely one I'm going to sit with for a bit. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. That was very intriguing and also a little terrifying. Totally. Thank you so much, Jeff. And thank you to everyone who submitted the stories. It's our favorite episode every month and a half, and we can't do it without you and your stories. So we're so fucking grateful for you. If you don't follow us on the gram already, you should. We're at another fucking horror podcast. You can find me, Monique Sanchez, at Pin Up Girl Mo. You can find me, Amy Traden, at Lobotomy, and that's Lobot period Amy. Every sixth episode, which is this one, we do a True Listener Tales episode where we read your crazy stories, like the ones we just fucking read today. So if you have any of those or you just want to say hi, email us at anotherfuckinghorrorpodcast at gmail.com with a period instead of the you and fucking. Guys, we're so obsessed with you. Deb, get better soon. Deb, we love you. We love you so much. Keep it cute. Keep it creepy. Bye. Bye.